WXGI.com. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Voice. And the nation steals leader, Jacob Gilliard, just intercepts a pass into the corner to Sherrod for three. There's what you want right there. Gilliard doing what Gilliard does. The steal at one end, the assist at the other. Golden double team. Grant splits the double team, lays it up and in, and the foul. Grant Golden through the double team, puts it home and one. Beautiful move by Tom, but he fought through that one. The Spider crowd roaring and on their feet at the Robin Center. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It has been an unreal and surreal week, and we use that as a backdrop to welcome you to a surreal setting for our last edition of Spider Talk. The play-by-play clip a moment ago told you about the Roaring Robin Center. As we speak to you now on Monday, March 16th, in the middle of what should be March Madness, Coach Chris Mooney and yours truly, Bob Black, sit to you and talk to you from an empty, quiet Robin Center. Chris, there's just something wrong about this. Yeah, it's so so different, especially uh, given uh, you know our experience and fans' experience. Everybody's with with uh, the NCAA tournament and March Madness and um, some of the great memories everyone has. And you're kind of building to create more of those and to have it just be in an in an empty an empty Robin Center as beautiful as it is. Uh, it just doesn't doesn't feel right. I do appreciate that the show weekly is held at Glory Days Grill, and we certainly appreciate all of their support over the course of the year and the great crowds we had out there. And uh, by all means, we are intending to be back there to do it all over again. But one tradition held true. You brought your family every week to Glory Days, so you have brought them tonight to the Robin Center. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they uh, This time they're shooting some baskets, so we get to, we get to watch that as, as we – as we talk about spider hoops. Uh, but, yeah, good good to have everybody here. Absolutely. And we certainly want our fans and audience to interact with us one more time. Even though you can't do it in person tonight, you can certainly do it by our electronic means, and we certainly encourage that. We've got some emails already lined up at spidertalk at richmond.edu. You can text us as well at 6389508 and on Twitter at spidervoice at Richmond Athletics, at Spider Basketball, at ESPN Richmond, and we will be glad to get to as many of those as we can. So, Chris, I was listening to our good friend Greg Burton wrap up his show just a couple of moments ago, and I wrote down his quote as he promoted and previewed our show tonight. Greg said, I am super saddened and sick that the Spiders won't play in the NCAA tournament. They didn't deserve this, but they're going to have to live with this. Does that emotion and attitude permeate your basketball team yeah for sure i i feel like um you know as many times as we've uh talked to our team uh in the locker room in the lounge on the floor of the robin center in a hotel room a hotel meeting room there's always a uh if and then or because of this then there's that um and and oftentimes it's hey we didn't we didn't execute well in these areas but we have the chance to in the second half or the next game or uh and this is one of the few times and the only time i can remember that there is no there is no positive there is no silver lining there is no uh looking toward the next 
anything. And I think that's probably the emptiest feeling is, you know, I told the guys that I think we'll, we'll, we'll be here for a union. They'll be back for a union in 20 years and we'll be, this still won't feel resolved. This will still be empty because this was, this was a, a you know, a really great season and uh, opportunities abound. And then suddenly it's just, it's just over. No, no anything, no consolation in, in any way. And so I, from that standpoint, it's, it's really difficult to take because it's just rare in sports. You know, it's just really rare. Even, you know, when you, when you finish the non-conference and you say, okay, now's the regular, now's the conference season. When you finish the regular season, okay, now, okay, that, that's over. We wish we had done X, Y, and Z, but now we have the, you know, and now it's the postseason. And, you know, just rare in sports for it to be, now it's over. Mm-hmm. And uh, no warning, no anything, and just over. And really, you know, devastated the guys for sure. From the time that we got back from Brooklyn, how much did you find yourself trying to fondly remember 24-7 and 7 and 14-4 and 4 and all of the great highlights, some of which you'll hear again in the next hour on the show and then unfortunately have to balance it with there is no memory coming from the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah Danny and I have, uh, and Ryan have looked through some YouTube and some clips from, you know, great wins during the course of the season, uh, you know, uh, we, today we watched Cal State Northridge. <laughs> really, we picked Cal State Northridge. Well, we're just at the beginning of the season. Okay, we're just fair at the enough. beginning of the season. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, of course, I'm just kind of general highlights. Uh, Jason Vita put together a, a one shining moment. Which terrific, absolutely really, terrific. Yeah, really great. And so, so yeah, I think you look at those. It just, it just, it doesn't feel, you know. And I and I feel like being a coach, you know, I think a lot of in general, I think a lot of fans look for you know, postseason appearances, NCAA, how'd you do in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament? And, you know, when it becomes, you know, I think for Michigan State and Syracuse and, you know, those, those schools, that's a that's very, you know, schools that are kind of very much going to be included every year of those, of those teams. Uh, and so I feel like we do really, in the moment of the season, you know, recognize if we're doing well or doing poorly and, and how well we're doing and what the standings are and, and appreciating that. But still feels just just no, you know, because who knows? Maybe the matchup is perfect. And maybe the, you know, um, maybe we, you know, maybe uh, we're, we're 10 for 12 from three in the first half in, in any given game. And, you know, we, we've kind of won in a variety of ways during the course of the year and make makes me feel like we're a team that can play and and be successful in a variety of ways so you know when you when you look at that it just feels like boy you just wish you had the opportunity and that's um you know i think that's what that's what the postseason is really about is is having that opportunity and if you're if you're good enough to qualify and uh to to not have it is is just tough Despite the challenges that it would have been presented to the NCAA Basketball Selection Committee, you would have liked to have seen what was going on in that room and maybe the 68 that they had on the board when everything got canceled? I would. And, you know, looking at it now and talking to more people, I do understand. I think think there were still 18 conference tournaments to be decided. So then you're just guessing who the automatic qualifier was. And you say, well, give it to the regular season champ. Well, there, there are numerous leagues where that's a, a two- or three-way tie for, for, who the, uh, you know, for who the top team is. Uh, so I can understand that that's not as, that, that's not as easy. It's my, it's my thought uh, that we were, I think we were more safely in than, than Joe Lenardi's, uh, which some, some brackets had us. Of course, we won't know, but yeah, I would I would have liked that because you know it's 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 quite an accomplishment, and um, you know it it's it's a really really difficult thing to achieve, getting more so. You know, in other words, I mean the, te- the teams that hey keep a close eye on Cincinnati, uh, UCLA, Richmond. It's like wow, those you know, that's you know you're not saying hey uh, the teams in your league. You know, you gotta you gotta be in the top whatever of your league. That's not how it works. You gotta be in the top, uh, the way at the top of the whole country. And when you're being compared to UCLA and Cincinnati and the advantages all those schools have, not not just the advantages over us. I mean, just the general advantages those schools have in in recruiting and college basketball. 
that's impressive. And it probably could have brought a little bit of closure for this year's team to on November 9th or 10th next year to be able to raise a banner in this building that says NCAA 2020 on it. Yeah, for sure. I really, that that hurts not to be able to do that. I mean, not quite as much as not going and playing, but that, that does hurt because, as you know, just how much goes into it, you know, and, uh, you know, we talked all year about these this defensive emphasis, and when you're when you're uh, doing closeouts, which is you know when you're uh, pretending somebody catches the ball, and you're closing out from the lane to the three point line as fast as you possibly can without with well while being on balance, chopping your feet when you're doing. <laughs> Matt Grace, Matt Grace got tired of <laughs> yes, those. He, he admitted for the record, on this yeah, radio yes, show for the record. <laughs> Correct. Go ahead. But when you're doing that thousands and thousands of times in the summer heat, uh, closing out on a coach who's not going to go by you, <laughs> and the whistle and do it again and do it again, and you know all that goes into it, all the travel, all the planning, all the scheduling, all of the meeting. You know, it's just, and you're kind of doing it for you're doing it for a lot of reasons, but that's the ultimate one. And then to have achieved it or put yourself in the best position possible to achieve it and then three days beforehand it's 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 no longer an option is it's tough tough to wrap your head around um nick Sherrod is going to join us in the next segment via telephone we are adhering to the six foot policy or we're close to it in any event nick of course is local anyway but he will join us and give us some of his perspective on that here in the second segment of spider talk tonight and we'll get to your tweets and texts and and emails and we'll try and wrap up this season as best we can chris i saw several coaches who did final interviews and press conferences as you did who are almost in tears because they talked about their seniors who took their uniforms off unknowingly they're never going to put that uniform back in back on is it any small solace that unless for some reason it's their own choosing, you have no players that that happened to, that none of them theoretically are taking that uniform off for the last time. Yeah, I would say right now, when I think about it, I I don't necessarily find solace in that. But when I do see those clips or those other teams or think about Dayton probably comes to mind the most, uh, and that that Obi Toppin is a senior, but he, I'm sure, God willing, won't be back. <laughs> You don't uh, want a game plan for him again. Huh? You don't like that challenge too much, do you? That's a little you too much. You and 12 other coaxes yeah, exactly, in the Atlantic exactly. um, So I, I, I think, yeah, I'm sure I will. But, you know, um, you know, I, I think I'm aware of this, the tradition of this program and, um, you know, to have had the chance to, to maybe do it twice and to maybe improve your chances next year um, based on your experience from this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you got a better draw this year. That, that's you know that's or had a had a particular you know I think sometimes in the NCAA tournament you have a particular game that really is seems unwinnable, but the stars align and a guy plays incredibly well or something like that. And so so not yet I'm not willing to give into that, but I do appreciate the fact that uh, how good we could be and and um, how potent we could be for sure. There are a lot of uh, computer-generated simulations yeah. of the NCAA tournament yeah. going on out there. Are you even bothering to peek at those for just fun? If yeah. you can have any fun with that, yeah. So a few, you know, I've been I've been texted a few of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure, it's great when we, when we win. It's great. We got uh, to the final four in one of them. Did I we saw really? That. Yeah, oh, we got man. to the final four in one of them. Son of a gun. <laughs> Son of a right, gun. Right now, does that make better here on the on my morning show this morning? You know, CBS ran several. Uh, championship games yesterday. I did not watch the first one. That was VCU Dayton. Okay. I went grocery shopping instead of watching that one. But I did watch some of the second and third ones, which were both Michigan ones with John Beeline that they won in 2017 and 2018. But instead of making it therapeutic and making me feel better, it actually made me feel worse. You know, when that music played and the intro came on, that made me feel worse. I know they were doing it to try and make college basketball fans feel better, but it kind of made me feel worse. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, um, you know, here's the thing: Get, getting to the Final Four or or getting or winning a game in the NCAA tournament, all, all these things feel out there because you're you know you're not experiencing them. And then you go through the all these emotions of a season and the anxieties and the preparation and 
you know, the games you thought you were would lose, but then win miraculously, and or vice versa, and you have all those feelings. Then when you're in it, well, it doesn't seem all that, you know, if if you're playing whomever, you know. I mean, again, my, my thought was uh, after the St. Bonaventure game. Uh, and I, I don't usually talk like this, but after the St. Bonaventure game, I know the guys were down. And in the locker room, I said, listen, we're going to win the rest of our games. We're going to go to Brooklyn. We're going to have a chance to play Dayton again. And we're going to make the NCAA tournament. I said nothing's changed from, you, you know, when you're when you're that far along, one loss mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, we, our resume was so strong. One loss doesn't doesn't totally derail you. And so I said, I said that. And my thought was if we play Dayton on Sunday, now Dayton has to win, we have to win, that I thought with eight minutes to go it would be a tie game or within a couple of points or something like that. And then when I step back, that's a one seed. And so I just feel like, uh, I, I feel like whoever came came out, whoever we were playing, that uh, we'd certainly be pretty comparable and and have a chance. You know, we 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 scored at a at a high rate and we defended at a high rate and those two things are were are pretty important. Yeah. Let me ask you one question about the season and then maybe a little more when we get past the next segment Nick Sherrod will join us ask him the same question because I think it was even mid more impactful to him than it may have been to all of us. I don't want to call it a crossroads game or the signature win. Certainly it wasn't. There was Wisconsin and Rhode Island and VCU and others. But that very first game of the mm. year, Chris, when we sat right here in this gym and we're down 10 with a minute 41 to go. I went back and looked today to remember the exact wow. numbers and to come back and tie that game and win it in overtime. If that doesn't happen, would you allow yourself to think, would we still be at 23-8 and eight at, yeah. at that point? And how significant setting the tone that night turned out to be? Yeah, I I, I can't say what would have happened record-wise. But, yeah, it's, setting the tone is right. I, I feel like uh, one real quick thought. What's interesting, there weren't many other games like that. I, I mean, we had a really pretty Correct. good margin of a victory, victory. Particularly in this building, it, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, but I would say that um, to to start a season, you know, against a really good opponent, I think they ended up winning 22 games. Um, and for us, you know, the change to go to man-to-man defense, uh, you know, right out of the gate, uh, I guess we gave up 99. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's overtime included. Yeah. But uh, for all of those things, and for you know, and I can remember the huddles. That's kind of what I, I would mm-hmm. uh, talk to you about a lot. But the huddles were Jacob saying, you know, I don't think I say, "Hey, we're fine. We're going to win this game." Or you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not always the Newt Rockney re- redo. But it's a little bit of like, "Hey, we're going to press, and then if we get a turnover, let's be aggressive and don't just settle for a three. When we when so-and-so gets the ball past the foul line, when these two guys were going to foul. If the shot clock gets under 10, don't foul. You know, kind of things. And fortunately, we had a little bit more veteran team. We had prepared for um, those kinds of, not that exact situation, but that kind of situation. And so it was a little bit more of, it was a little bit more talking about it in this tone, not, you know, mm-hmm. what the heck's going on out there? Uh, and they, you know they're they're very good, and they're I, I can't think of the guy's name now, but was a really good shooter and had made a bunch of threes. Um, but yeah, I think to be able to do that and then have that right there for you know just to say hey, this is what we were able to do and we accomplished. This seemed insurmountable. I do think that even though our team's pretty quiet, uh, I do think that was something really that the guys could latch on to and say this is who we are and that this is how we can this is how we can do things. We'll find out what one of those guys thought about that. It was an impactful night for him for another reason as well because he was making a return from a season-long injury. Nick Sherrod will join us after a break. Apologies, Nick. I know you're on hold. You've done this enough times. You know how this works, and you want to be a sportscaster somewhere down the road, so you'll understand it from the flip side as well. Nick, hang on. You're coming up next when Spider Talk continues. Our season finale on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. 
for all things spiders. Whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the midsize Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. Minks Youth and Family Services honors and congratulates our 2020 graduates. This is an exciting time in your life. But remember, every year we lose more and more lives to drinking and driving. Don't let one night of partying ruin everything you've already achieved. Stay alive. Don't drink and drive. That's from Minx Youth and Family Services, where they care about our community. For more information on hours and services or to donate your finances, time, or resources, call 804-261-7888. That's Miss Brown and staff at Minx Youth and Family Services at 4801 Hermitage Road in Richmond. We invite you to experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now through March 31st at Lexus of Richmond. When it comes to local sports talk and the most play-by-play, we're the undisputed champion. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney, live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Golden in the corner to Sherrod for three and the exclamation point on a Spider victory. <laughs> Nick Sherrod, hometown gap. His 13th career 20-point game. Full disclosure, you probably figured out that was a special one for the hometown guy. That was the VCU game here at the Robin Center. We use that as a backdrop to welcome Nick Sherrod to our program via telephone tonight. It's been an unusual week. That's an unusual occurrence for our Spider players, student-athletes who don't uh, join us normally via telephone. They join us live, but with these circumstances, Nick joins us on the phone. Good evening, Nick. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing okay. Um, how are you from a basketball standpoint right now when you know you know, Coach Mooney and I are sitting here in the gym. You literally could be practicing in this gym right now, and you're not because of these unprecedented circumstances. Um, yeah, it's definitely a crazy time. I think that at the beginning of the year, if you had told me that this would have happened, I wouldn't have believed you at all. I wouldn't know you. You can never prepare for this mentally. I think that we're all we all were expecting that um, today was going to be a, a pretty exciting day for us. We're going to figure out where we're going to go play um, in the first round tournament game, hopefully. Um, but that didn't happen. So um, obviously, you're starting to uh, you're you're resting from the season and stuff. But you really miss basketball because we don't feel like our bodies are ready to to not play. So I think that's probably the biggest thing right now. What was the experience in New York like for you guys as players in Brooklyn? We've talked with Coach Mooney about it several times. Uh, we lived through it with you guys, but from a player's perspective to literally go to Brooklyn and yet never even step foot into Barclays Center, what was that whole surreal 48 hours like? Um, yeah, so it was crazy. So I was telling my dad today, I think that um, uh, when – when the Ivy League announced, I think on Wednesday, that they weren't going to have their tournament, um, I think sometimes as a society we don't really listen to the smart people. And I think that at that moment I kind of knew that something was a little bit different about this week. Obviously, you prepare for it, and I think a lot of people had a lot of uh, maybe appropriate and inappropriate reactions to their decision. But I kind of knew at that point that it was going to be a little bit different. Obviously, you want to stay focused on the games. Um, the A-10, they had their first-round games that night, so... You prepare and you get ready and you're excited. We had the, we had luxury playing on or preparing to play on Friday, so um, I guess we weren't really focused on it. But I knew on Wednesday that something uh, that something crazy was happening. And then as you know, they announced that they weren't going to play with any fans, and that you know, the tournaments starting to get they're starting to look at maybe pushing it back and all that stuff. We knew that it was going to be crazy. Obviously, you want to hold out hope that um, 
everything's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine. But we knew that things were going to be a little bit different. And then um, Thursday, everything just seemed to happen so fast. It's crazy that this was just last Thursday. It feels like it was two months ago all this happened. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that we were all just stunned. I didn't think – I don't think that at the time we had a chance to really breathe and uh, react until we got home on Thursday to everything that happened. I think it was all just such a whirlwind for, for us all. Um, first of all, you do know that your coach who is sitting here, he's one of those smart guys from the Ivy League. <laughs> I didn't want to throw him that bone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think for some of us, and I'm going to ask from your perspective and from a player's perspective, you know, even when we got on that bus, Nick, to go from the hotel to the airport, there were many of us that thought there was still maybe a glimmer of hope that the NCAA would come out and say postponed or suspended, going to look at it in a couple of weeks. Uh, we know some things now that we know that was not really a possibility. But when that news hit all of our cell phones halfway to the airport and that bus uh, fell deadly silent, what was kind of your emotion at that moment? Um, they were all over the place. Like I said, I kind of I tried to mentally prepare for it, but you always hold out hope that maybe this is going to be postponed. Maybe we're going to end up playing with no fans. Um, but I think like a lot of us, when the Rudy the Bear news hit, um, we kind of knew that things were going to be a little bit different moving forward. Uh, that moment, I think we were all just pretty sad. Um, yeah, I think we were just sad. I think that we worked really hard to get in this position. I think from the end of the season last year to to that Thursday, we we had worked so hard to make sure that we were going to be in a position to play um, some really important games on the stretch, and we put ourselves in that position for it to all be taken away first before we even had a chance to, to do anything was, was pretty devastating. Well, let me turn to the Ivy Leaguer for just a moment. That's an interesting point that I don't think too many people have mentioned as kind of a demarcation point or a data point. I think most of us dismissed what the Ivy League did, quite frankly, as, oh, that's the Ivy League. They always go and do their own thing. From your perspective, Chris, did you think about that? And Nick also mentioned the NBA scenario, the Rudy Gobert uh, situation. How much did that raise a red flag with you as well? Yeah, so the, the uh, when the Ivy League, when that happened, it was – as Nick said, I mean, this is only this is less than a week ago, and it you know it felt like the, when the Ivy League did it, it was just so out of the you know it was just so far ahead, in retrospect it was so far ahead, but it felt like it was so different than uh, what everybody else was thinking, and so you know I know um, of course I know all those coaches and the, Princeton was in it, and so. You know, I immediately texted uh, Mitch Henderson just to say, wow, is there, a, is there no more discussion on this? You know, the Ivy League is a little bit different. I think the presidents are probably a little bit more involved in these types of decisions than at many other conferences. Um, and it just seemed, it, 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 that day, it seemed like the wildest thing in the world. And so, um, of course, come to find out, they were just, just a couple days ahead of it. Um, and then when the Rudy Gobert thing happened, that was really, um, you know, when the NBA said they were sh- postponing or, or, or suspending games, you know, that's that's a pretty big deal. That's a that's an unbelievable amount of money and exposure and infrastructure that's all dedicated. And so when that decision was made quickly, yeah, I think that we were all like, boy, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be pretty tough to. This is going to be pretty tough to overcome, or, or to have a different uh, understanding of it. If the if the NBA is just autom- is doing it, I think for the most part, everybody's thinking the crowds, the crowds, the crowds, and Gobert made it feel like, oh wait, the athletes or the people at the you know the the very few people who could go to the game. What about that and how quickly it spreads? We're uh, catching up with Nick Sherrod. You are listening to Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney, our season finale. We're just about at the top of the hour. If you happen to just be tuning in, we are on location at the Robin Center tonight, not at our regular home of Glory Days Grill, where we have been all season long, and we're kind of wrapping up uh, the season and the unprecedented end to the 2019-2020 season. Nick, just before we went to the break and brought you on, Coach and I were reminiscing about the very first game of the season, and I would love for you to do that now that it's so far into your rearview mirror on two fronts. The comeback you guys had to win that game, 10 down with a minute 40 to go, and how that might have set the tone for the remainder of the season. And also just think back to your emotions and feelings on that night when you stepped back onto the court for a regular season game for the first time since that knee injury and how this year evolved and was so successful for you? 
Yeah, so I think that um, obviously there's not much good that comes out of a situation like this where your season ends the way it does. But I think for the outside uh, looking in, they look at these last week and a half of the season as like the exclamation point and as the you know the main part of the season. But I guess the one thing about this is that you can that you know it's kind of hard whether we like it or not. There's going to be a lot of pressure on those last two games or the last however many games of the season. Um, but now you get to kind of look back and appreciate the journey to get to this point. And I think that first game was a big, was a really big deal. Uh, we talked about it in the locker room a lot during the season. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of, we've had some well-documented struggles with that first game. And um, I think that, you know, there were points uh, where we were looking at the score and we're like, man, here we go again. Like, this can't be happening again. And I think that uh, for us to be able to get through that, we talk about it in the locker room a lot, just like how if that game would have went differently, where would the season have gone? We would have been, you know, 15 and 15 or will we have bounced back? You know, you never know, but I think the fact that we were able to come back, able to win in overtime, uh, just kind of set the tone for how our season was going to be, how resilient we are going to be. And I mean, for me personally, obviously it was a big game. Uh, it's kind of, it seems like it was, that game was 10 years ago, uh, how I was feeling before, how I was feeling during, how I was feeling after. Um, you know, just the emotions, all the hard work that I put in to get back um, and to put myself in put myself in a position to play well and to help my team and for the game to go the way it did for myself. Uh, it felt really good, and that's going to be something I remember for the rest of my life. I had somebody over the weekend say to me, I wonder if Nick Sherrod has thought at all, if he hadn't had that knee injury, he would have been one of those guys who would have unknowingly taken that uniform off after the Duquesne game and never put it back on again as a college basketball player. That thought run through your mind at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I talked to some other day, I said, man, I I can't even imagine what my emotions would be um, now um, if that's how, how it would have ended. Um, I told my teammates uh, a little bit after, I think maybe Friday, I said I gave, gave my ACL for this next season, so it better be a pretty good one. So um, hopefully that, hopefully, um, obviously this stinks right now, but uh, I think I think that, you know, we're all going to be back next year, and, you know, we wanted to do something special, I think we did, and we laid a really good foundation for this up, next upcoming season. What are you doing with your free time now, Nick? Be honest. Um, be honest. Stopped, <laughs> my teachers <laughs> haven't stopped emailing me about schoolwork. So, unfortunately, I have to keep doing that. Um, <laughs> catching up on a lot of video games often. But, <laughs> but, yeah, just trying to stay on top of the things I have to stay on top of. You know, you, you think that um, during this time, no, uh, you wouldn't have as much work. But, you know, I had to go get a book today. So <laughs> it never that? ends. How about that? <laughs> Do you find yourself peeking at any of the simulations of the NCAA tournament, of the brackets that others are putting out, of any of the archive games that many of the networks are running right now? Or are you staying away from basketball? Um, um, a little bit of both. I think that it's hard to. I I love basketball. I love watching basketball. I love you know all that stuff. Um, so it's it's hard to just completely put it away. I try not to look at a lot of the simulations. Just and that'll probably put me in a little bit of a sour mood, but I think that, you know, in terms of the games and stuff, I, I watch those games um, throughout the year. Um, I was, I mean, I, like I said, I get, I was getting giddy about this time of the year. I was watching tournament highlights from uh, last season's tournament uh, in January, so obviously it's going to be hard for me to, to just completely stop watching it. Um, it's a little bit bitter because I felt like we could have been there and we could have done something cool, but um uh, like I said, I, I'm, it's hard for me to completely put it away. I'm trying not to look at that stuff as much, especially when it involves us, because like, it's hard to think that maybe we would have played. Like, one one uh, bracket had us playing Grant's brother. That, mm-hmm. That's just hard to think about. Or <laughs> potentially playing UVA or something like that. That's, that's tough to look at, but you, know, you, you do what you can. But we all did peek at it, yeah. <laughs> obviously, as you, as you did. And I don't know, Nick, the last time you were in a sour mood, you wound up scoring 23 points and – Five three pointers against VCU, so it's not all bad. Give me, give me like a half minute or minute uh, capsule of how you guys feel about this season. You know, with everybody coming back next year and to come off the type of year you had this year, after the past couple of years, you know, kind of where you feel you guys are right now. I mean, obviously, we're not um, in the best place because of the season ended, but I think that all year, from the beginning of last of uh, the season, people were telling us how good we were going to be. Um, this upcoming season, and we tried to fight against that and told people we were going to be really good this year, and for it to, for us to be good and for us to put ourselves in position to play in the tournament um, and do something cool, um, it makes next year more exciting. So I think looking back on this year, obviously we wanted to end differently, 
Um, but we did a lot of really cool things this year. Finishing 14 and 4 in conference is amazing. Winning 24 games is amazing. And for us to have everybody coming back with uh, the freshman and Connor, I think we're going to have a chance to, to do something uh, really, really cool next year. So as long as everybody stays with it, as long as everybody stays healthy, I think that there's a chance for us to do something really special. You don't want to put too much pressure on it because there's a lot of teams that have had the potential to do something good and don't always get it done. But uh, looking forward to what we have and what we have coming back in the talent, uh, I think it's going to be it's a really exciting time to be a Spider right now. Well put, Nick. Congratulations to you individually and the team on a great season that we really enjoyed watching and being around and can't wait for next season. Thanks for joining us tonight, Nick. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nick Sherrod, Spider Redshirt Jr., who did have a terrific season. And I know, Chris, you mentioned it from the outset real quick before we go to break. If there was one guy you're rooting for as the coach, it was certainly Nick Sherrod and all that he worked through to get back. For sure. You know, just being out here and as he was talking, just – uh, you know, during the course of last year, him not practicing, mm-hmm. uh, him doing some rehab work, him coming, watching practice from uh, the scorer's table. Um, you know, that's really hard on a guy like him who's, who's really, uh, his, his life is really immersed in basketball. And then as he would come back, you know, he would get frustrated because he was limited uh, on some reps early. And um, and then when he was finally given the clearance to play, uh, you know, just just joy of playing now there's some frustration on the timing but the joy of playing and uh, i thought he i thought he really played like that all year long i thought he played with um you know great energy confidence um just a great uh, sense of himself and the team i think he probably understands richmond basketball and what that means more than anyone of course since he's mm-hmm. since he grew up here um and uh just happy for him and i remember when when this happened i told him the story when Dan Giroux, you know, I can remember it was probably like August 1st or late July going into Dan's junior year, um, and he got hurt, and he was all-conference as a sophomore, and uh, it's devastating, very emotional, and we were really about to be very good, and, um, you know, of course, when he did come back, we made the NCAA tournament as junior and senior year and went to the Sweet 16, and I think he was player of the game in one of the games in the in the NCAA tournament. I'm sure he knows. Uh <laughs> And so it's just, you know, sometimes those things happen. And so hopefully, hopefully this will be this will be one of those. This will be how that story is also told or unfolds. Emails and texts coming up when we come back. Spider Talk, we are live at the Robbins Center tonight, our season finale. And it continues in a moment on 99.5 and 1027 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN, your home of the Richmond Spiders. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge. Or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. That's VABirthFatherRegistry.com. Hey, Richmond, this is Mark Smith with Midas of Richmond. Thank you doesn't sound sufficient, but it's all I can think to say. You've been very good to our brand, the Midas brand, our employees, our teams, our nonprofit partners. And because of your choice to do business with us, we can do what we do for the community. We can feed folks through Feed More. We can get lives saved with the American Red Cross through our blood drives. We can take care of Shalom Farms, of Gooch and Cares, of St. Joseph's Villa. We can do our first responder programs. We can do our education appreciation programs. We can do all of that because because you choose Midas of Richmond for your car care. When you need brakes, when you need tires, when you need oil changes, you choose us to be full car care. That allows us to do full community care. So it's all about gratitude. It's all about appreciation. You know the drill. Cars don't take care of themselves without proper care, neither the communities. That's why Midas of Richmond does both. When you choose us, you allow us to do that much and more. I look forward to seeing you sometime in 2020. Give me a call at 360-2211 if you'd like to chat. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you're assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach, we have a no-pressure sales approach. 
At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure original mattress factory difference for yourself. Now back to Rick Edelman, founder of Edelman Financial Engines. Hey, Rick, how do I choose the best investments? It's not about picking the best investment because nobody knows how to do that. Since we don't know which horse is going to win the race, let's bet on every horse and let's own the racetrack besides. We have to recognize that there's this broad array of investing opportunities to enable you to achieve your long-term goals. There's stocks, bonds, government securities, real estate, foreign securities. From here forward, Edelman Financial Engines. Call 888-PLAN-RICK to learn more. No matter where you work, Red Wing Shoes has the perfect pair of comfortable and durable work boots. Plus, if you're not satisfied with your new Red Wings within the first 30 days, we'll exchange or refund your purchase. Red Wing Shoes, with three Richmond locations and one in Charlottesville at Pantops. Now, a tournament flashback. Last year, defending champs Villanova opened play against St. Mary's. 35-33, six-seeded Villanova on top of St. Mary's. Backdoor cut and a great recovery. Samuels blocked a wide-open layup for Jordan Ford. Now, here comes Booth into the forecourt. Shovels to Bay. Left corner, three is good. What a major turnaround of five points right there. The Wildcats won the game, but hopes of a repeat ended two days later at the hands of the three-seed Purdue. There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. (laughs) But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. Hey, this is Tugach. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show, now on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. KO at the three-point line, drives all the way down the lane to the basket and a tomahawk slam by Nathan KO with authority. There's a statement right there for the Spiders. Welcome back. Spider Talk, Bob Black, Chris Mooney. Again, our surreal setting tonight in an empty Robin Center as we wrap up the season and our Spider Talk shows normally, as you know, at Glory Days Grill, where we had a blast this year. It was a great time, great crowds. Look forward to getting back there. Again, remember they have the two locations, not only the one we were at, but one on Southside as well. So I hope when the time is appropriate, you will visit the Glory Days Grill's location, both West End and Southside. Uh, all right, Chris, let's take some emails and texts in this segment, and then we'll do uh, one more and kind of wrap it up. Uh, Coach, and, and let me let me preface a couple of these because a couple of them are asking about the guys coming in. One of the guys coming in has verbally committed but has not yet signed, so we really can't talk about him yet until he signs uh, his letter of intent. So I'll kind of paraphrase a couple of these questions as we move along. All right, from uh, – Larry down in Carolina, since you have depth and played 10 mostly all games this year, how are you going to be able to expand the lineup next year with Connor Crabtree eligible and the new recruits like Isaiah Wilson? This is certainly a nice problem to have. Yeah, it is a nice problem to have. And actually, we I probably just started thinking about it today. Uh, Rob Jones and I were in here and, um, you know, that's that's there are a lot of good players, a lot of guys who have played a fair amount of college basketball and succeeded uh so the the straight answer is we're we're really not sure yet and uh you got time yeah we got time you know the best thing uh i feel like the best thing for a basketball team probably any team is competition and i think that's the most important thing i feel like last summer you know what we what if you broke down our whole uh spring summer fall workouts they were about defense and competition you know we 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 did a lot of defensive drills and live things um and then we also played a lot and you know when those games are competitive and when you have jacob going against blake and grant going against matt or sometimes nate um and you know a lot of times we'll say hey the the 
you know, the team opposite Grant, you can double, you can do whatever you want. You can uh, guard him every want. And so I think that that more than showing Grant clips and showing him, hey, this is how to beat a double team with a bunch of cones on the floor helps because he had to do it, uh, you know, during game point of a game that's being played in the middle of July. And, you know, that, those are the, those are actually, that, that actually gives me goosebumps, the, that, those kind of memories and thoughts. Um, but so I, I, I don't know yet, um, but I do know that, you know, Isaiah Wilson is a really good player. I think he's the highest ranked guy we ever signed. Um, no. Kevin Anderson was unranked. Grant Golden was unranked. <laughs> Unscientific survey. <laughs> exactly. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but Isaiah certainly is a good player. Um, and we, we will have a, a really good roster. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to take a, you know, look, look and a hard look and see it. But the competition that will uh, ensue will be exciting to be part of. All right, thank you, Larry, down in Carolina for that one. This one comes from Pete in Northern Virginia. Coach, congrats on silencing all the naysayers this year. Looking forward to next year. Can you expound on the new Queely Center? Pete also asked about Isaiah and the other recruit, but you just talked about that. So how about expounding on the new Queely Center? Yeah, so the Queely Center, we can kind of, where Bob and I are sitting, we can kind of see the roof line of of the project. Um, So, number one, it it is – I was in there maybe about 10 days ago, uh, and before that we showed a recruit around, which was about a month before that, and it's really going to be stunning, you know, every part of it. Uh, just for those people who don't know, the, the Millheiser will become um, become two levels. They've built a mezzanine, and the bottom level will be uh, student-athlete uh, student, uh, support. Uh, so Courtney and her crew, the upper level will be the basketball offices, and then the actual Quilly Center with the entrance, which will just be beautiful and, and, and a really big wow. And then the court, which is a really huge area, which is called a court and a half, where you have the, the side courts. The three-point line does not come into, this, come into the main court. So that's what's defined as a court and a half. So it'll have six baskets total. Uh, the weight room will be, a, will be a right off of the baseline, which will be a glass 12-foot high garage door so that some of the uh, strength and conditioning things can be done on the floor. Um, you know, the, the locker room and lounge will be right down the hall from that, as well as the uh, hydrotherapy room and the training room. So everything is really right there. And, you know, one thing I've talked to coaches who have done this for a while, and they said that the uh, the uh, practice facility really was a it played a huge factor in in their program because – you know, guys just are, have a tendency to be there and uh, with everything around them. And we don't, it's not too, it's not totally different now. You know, we'll have guys who come down and kind of run their day out of the lounge because Courtney is here, uh, strength right. conditioning downstairs. Uh, but I feel like with everything right there, um, with the court, with, uh, the, you know, the, the uh, weight room, everything will be right there. And I feel like It'll be a it'll be a really great place for the guys to spend their day, and uh, work on their game, improve upon their game, and certainly in in recruiting, uh, it'll it'll have a it'll play a major major role, I assume. You figure at that point every practice is staged in there, or there's there flexibility and opportunities to come in here and, and get shots in in game setting. Yeah. So what we're going to do, I think, is well, probably more than likely split uh, the time between the Quilly Center and the Robbins Center. And so one thing that uh, we've had uh, here over the years is, you know, if we go early on Monday, uh, say at 1.45, the women will go at 4.30, and vice versa on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So what we're hoping to do is that we'll be able to practice er- at the early time each day. So that might be one day in the Robbins Center, one day in the Quilly Center. And so uh, that for us will be a huge advantage. You know, for example, we talked about a couple of times on the air, our Tuesdays and Thursdays this semester were very late and we couldn't start practice till 5.30. And so that's, a, that's you know, when it also happened to be on Tuesdays we lifted. So they lift before class. So some groups are lifting at 7 a.m. and then we're not practicing till 5.30. Those long are long day. days. Yeah. And then, of course, we're playing Wednesday and that's a long day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I feel like that was that was tough. And... um uh, so what we're hopeful is that we'll be able to each take that practice time, the men and the women at, say, 
1.45, 2 o'clock uh, each day. For the most part, there mm-hmm. could be an exception here or there, uh, and then just alternate between the Robin Center and the and the Quilly Center. Great flexibility. Really, it, that's great really flexibility. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. From our text line, let's do a couple. Uh, and this question may actually be almost as much for the guy lurking behind you <laughs> as it is for you. When I paraphrase it, and uh, he's our surprise guest who's going to come on for just a couple of minutes in our last segment. Um, will there be an opportunity to see the spiders in action at the Robin Center one final time? Maybe a practice scrimmage so spiders. Fans can say thank you for a truly one shining moment deserving season. And I would expand that to say any kind of celebration for this team. Yeah, you know, John and I hadn't talked about that, but uh, uh, John O'Connor asked about that in a press conference the other day. And I, I think that would be that would be nice. And, and having it as a having it as a game or a, a scrimmage or something like that might not be a bad idea. Uh, I think John Hart probably has a lot on his plate right now, as do all the the administrators and colleges. Um, but I do think that would be something that would be nice. And um, you know, not not only I feel like I feel like I haven't turned the page yet at all. Uh, but when we do, I think building upon this season will be a really big part of that. And so if um, you know. If we could, if we could organize that, and as some kind of way, as you know, a one, as a hey, what a great season that was, but also, you know, this is what we have hopefully in store this season, and as the schedule becomes more complete, those kinds of things, that that could be something that's very exciting. Well, you saw the next question from our text line. Hey, Coach Mooney, congrats on a good season. Is Wake Forest getting back on the schedule, or can you comment on who else we have on the non-conference slate next year? So uh, I'm, I'm going to wait and be mysterious about the schedule for next year for now. Uh, right now we don't have Wake Forest, but we're, we're, we are really trying to, to, renew that, um, to renew that series. I, I think, I think I, I've been here 15 years. I think we've played them 13 times. And so um, – I, I, I'm not positive how that will go right now. There's been a long-standing relationship between the two schools. You know, the ACC going to 20 games um, hurt a lot of A-10 teams. Uh, that's 30 opportunities. You know, ours was really directly affected because there aren't many ACC A-10 relationships or, or, or scheduled games or automatically scheduled games. So, we're going to work really hard to try to get that one back, uh, and we're going to try to play the, the very best schedule we possibly can. Let's take a break, and then Athletic Director John Hart will join us, and we will wrap up Spider Talk and the Spider Basketball season. Coming up in just a moment, 99.5-1027 ESPN. Three used car questions. How long will I be stuck in this dealership? Do they even have the color I want? Why is this taking so long? What day is it even? Okay, so that was four questions. Questions you never have to ask at CarMax. Because in select markets, CarMax will deliver the car you want, right to your door, right on your schedule. So you won't have to blow your weekend at a dealership, and you'll be on to your last question before you know it. Are we done here? Cool. Cool. Because that's the way car shopping, buying, and delivering should be. CarMax. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider's social media. What keeps people coming back to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue? I'm Ruth from Chesapeake, Virginia. This is the first time we've been here. And I think the barbecue sandwich is the best I've ever had. I'm Dexter. I'm from Richmond. And uh, I like Buzz and Ned's because it's good barbecue and good prices. Buzz and Ned's has always kind of been a staple of the area. Love the barbecue here. The service is always super fast. And it's just a good place to be with friends. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Cooking barbecue the way it should be since 1992. Online at buzzandneds.com. Let the revolution begin with new R-Series compact excavators from Bobcat. Totally redesigned to maximize productivity and comfort, new R-Series excavators are the best in Bobcat history, featuring a long list of revolutionary features for added stability, increased over-the-side digging performance, and improved ride quality. Are you ready? Stop by Bobcat of Richmond at 11285 Washington Highway in Ashland to demo new R-Series excavators only from Bobcat. 
Hey, wait up. Let me grab a quick smoke. You can't keep up now. And how do you even buy that stuff? You're not 21. Oh, I, I bought this before the law changed. That doesn't matter. It's illegal to possess any tobacco products, including electronic and vaping products that contain nicotine if you're under 21. You can still buy FDA-approved cessation aids like nicotine patches or gum, though. Why don't you get some and quit? Quitting is hard, but now is the time. Quit Now Virginia is there to help. Go to quitnow.net slash Virginia or call 1-800-QUIT-NOW for free help today. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill in the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you are assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach, we have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. The yard's a mess. Clean up fast with the right tools. Arthur's Electric at 8910 Brook Road has a deal for you. Their Echo Blowout Sale. 15% off select Echo Power Equipment models. One day only, Friday, March 20th from 8 to 5. Call 264-2513. 264-2513. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Final segment of our final edition of Spider Talk. We're live at the Robin Center tonight. Wrapping it up, Bob Black with Chris Mooney. Nick Sherrod joined us a little bit earlier. And as we mentioned just before the break, Spider Athletic Director John Hart has popped by to spend a few minutes with us to kind of update Spider fans on what is and isn't happening at this point. Appreciate you spending some time with us, John. And just before you sat down, uh, Coach Mooney turned to you and said, hey, have things slowed down at all for you, John? And your response was a resounding. Uh, no, the uh, the uh, pace is pretty brisk, Bob. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't uh, seem to be uh, you know, let up in that regard anytime soon. Uh, there's an awful lot of uh, uh, developments going on. The uh, whole coronavirus continues to evolve on a daily basis, and so things are very fluid right now, both uh, in the campus situation here, but also league-wide and, of course, across the United States. Uh, so it's uh, it's all we can do to keep lines of communication open and keep updated and then make, you know, good decisions based on the best information we have but it's uh it's pretty fast and furious right now what are the conversations like not only with coach mooney from a men's basketball standpoint and i do want to get your kind of perspective from what you had to go through in brooklyn but also with our other coaches particularly our spring sport coaches who obviously were probably less than a halfway through their regular seasons well i think uh, from the get-go our focus has been on care and concern we're really focused on our student athletes and our staff and and uh, their well-being and, and their health and making certain that everybody's you know really well informed and making great decisions to make certain that we're not putting anybody at risk and and we're also working of course towards the 
greater public good and making certain that we're not doing anything that might jeopardize somebody's health situation. So that's been the, the consistent messaging, and, and we're just trying to make certain that our plans are in accord with, with those values and priorities. What was your reaction to the NCAA announcement that those spring sport student-athletes, that it is on the table for them to get another year of eligibility? Well, I'm excited for that uh, development, potentially. Of course, the you know, they always say the devil's in the details, and this certainly is going to be one of those situations, but just on a, on a fairness and, and, and basic you know, emotional level, I, I really felt a lot of empathy for, for those seniors who uh, are going to get uh, you know, cheated out of that, that, that opportunity to, to compete and close out their, their uh, athletic careers. Uh, so I'm excited that there's a, you know there's a light uh, at the end of this tunnel potentially for them, uh, but again we're, there are a lot of uh, details that are yet to be determined. So uh, I just got off the, the conference call with the A10, and uh, our commissioner is just going on a conference call with all commissioners nationally in the NCA to get some updates and perhaps a little bit of clarity. But right now uh, it's good news that that potential exists on on the horizon. What was Brooklyn like for you? Chris has been asked about it over and over again and has detailed what it was like from the head coach's perspective. I assume, Chris, much of the information you were getting was coming from this gentleman to your right anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. Not quite as fast as Twitter, but, but pretty quick nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to say, first of all, it was, uh, it was surreal. It really was like nothing uh, anybody has ever really imagined. Uh, on the other hand, I can tell you precisely what it was about. It, it was like it was like being on a conference call because I think I did six of them, uh, like back to back with a couple hours uh, break between them, and uh, it seemed like every time I saw Chris, there was a new update because of you know new developments, new information, and uh, it was remarkable how how quickly uh, things things evolved in that in that circumstance. And and again, you know, uh, the good news is everybody shared the same common concern for the you know the health and welfare of, of everybody involved from spectators and alumni to to participants and and the athletes and the coaches and all the support staff and uh, i think at the end of the day some very difficult but uh but very much uh, positive decisions were made and uh it, it seems like a year ago and and yet it was just a handful of days ago and it, it really uh, it is just a incredibly surreal circumstance. Despite the unprecedented ending, John, and we need to end here in just a moment. Uh, how good do you feel about what Spider Basketball accomplished this season? Well, I, I, what a turnaround! And congratulations to.